Hello everyone, welcome to this short dart episode of Dart Jam. This episode we're going to be talking about FoamCon. Alright, so for those of you who are not familiar, in which case I don't really understand why you're listening to this podcast, but glad to have you here. Uh, Damn! FoamCon happened a few... <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking... I'm taking names, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, FoamCon is basically a convention that happens, I think, yearly, because this is my first yeah. one, uh, where you have a bunch of vendors and influencers from across, you know, the Nerf hobby space, and they all get together to, you know, showcase and sell products, and it's, you know, it's a convention. It's a lot of fun to be there. Yeah. Um, so I was just, uh, you know walking walking around by phone con i wasn't selling anything but i know you three all had booths so uh what was it like setting up uh you know early getting in at, what was it Seven forty-five in the morning well they actually had uh multiple times because you could actually come in the night before uh after q4 which i know that's what i did we went after q4 to set up my booth so uh, I think uh, a handful of us were there for that. So we went in, dropped off our stuff. I set up my table, got everything ready. Would you like to say something, Spud? Um, <laughs> Just knocking on your mic. Do I, do I sound good? <laughs> you you sound fine. Oh, yeah, you sound great. The, whatever. You sound fine, but if you keep <laughs> punching. Okay, mic, okay, because, because my audio looks like it's coming from my computer. So I wanted to make sure... Do I sound good? Oh no, you you sound excellent. Okay, good. Right. You sound yeah. you sound very spuddy. Yeah, weird, weird audio. It, it just threw me off so bad. All of a sudden, Spud's knocking on the conversation. Hello, can you, can you hear me? I have something to say. We accidentally forgot. Please let me out. Let me out. So, so there was only yeah. a handful of people there who were there for the uh, day before setup. Uh, Spud, did you do the day before or the morning of? All right, let's see. This should sound a lot better. Yeah, cool. Uh, I showed up at 9.30 with a bagel and a coffee and set up right then and there, which is fine <laughs> by me because I didn't have that much gear, so it was no big deal. And I mean, like, there really wasn't anyone truly there until a little, a little after 10, uh, or at least I was near the back, mm -hmm. so if anyone came in at 10, it would take them a minute to get over to me, so we just kind of waltzed in. What about you, Silly? What's, what was set up for you like? I did the setup on the day of FoamCon. Uh, I got there at 7.30 sharp and lugged in about 150 pounds of blasters, tools, barrels, hardware, etc. And dumped it uh, on the floor! And dumped it <laughs> on the floor because I, in my infinite uh, knowledge, uh, decided to book one table when I probably should have booked two or three. So, um, uh, setup was a mad scramble trying to fit as many blasters into one table as I could, and I ended up uh, putting them all over the floor in front of the booth uh, in a kind of semicircle arrangement so people could walk into my booth and have blasters on all sides of them. But yeah, that's pretty much it for my setup. It's pretty interesting how you all like set up in at different times. Um, I know you all like kind of had different things to showcase. Like um, Boomstick, I know you were showcasing a lot of your own personal blasters as well as like some merch. Yeah. So. Yeah, just patches, stickers, repping for the uh, local groups that I attend. 
I think one of my favorite things is I actually uh, brought my iPad and set it up and was just playing all the different gameplay videos that I've made. Uh, kind of just showing off the different groups that I play with. So, yeah, because it, it was a Boomstick Mods table. So, like, I'm not a shop. I'm more of a... Influencer. Personality. <laughs> yes, influencer. influencer of sorts. So, for me, it was more... Like, the big thing that a lot of people really loved seeing was the Sobek. Because there's, like, five of them, maybe, in the wild. And I happen to have one of them. So, a lot of people really loved being able to see the Sobek. I think all my table in total, I had my, on the end, I had the Breaking Wind, I had the Spring Thunder, which was my HVZ and or primary, then I had the Sobek, the Super Sledge, and then the Pump Action Skewer, which is my uh, competitive blaster. So pretty much, I wanted to bring my shell ejecting blasters, and then anything I used on the regular, which was essentially the, well, the Spring Thunder and the Pump Action Skewer were there for, and then of course, all the patches and all the stickers. Right, so you had a lot of merch there, and honestly, I I loved like that Sobek is absolutely massive. I did not <laughs> yeah. think it was that yeah. big. Yep. I mean, then again, Rijar is a big guy, so he kind of it's kind of proportional. I actually wanted to put this joke in here because we talked about it, but I don't think it was during the episode. But we made a joke that we need to take Rijar and Taffy and have Taffy use the Sobek and then have Rijar use the red herring. Yes. <laughs> because the red herring is tiny and the Sobek is monstrous. And I just want to see a giant person try to use the red herring and a small person try to use the Sobek. Right. I just think that'd be hilarious. I think I could handle it. Baby with a gun. Yeah, I wish he was able to get there. That was the one thing that Taffy wasn't there. He was there. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was there in face. Yeah, in spirit. In yeah. spirit. <laughs> he was there on a screen. <laughs> Uh, oh, Spud, tell us what you had at your table that you were at. Because I know Silly talked to his. Yeah, I had three giant posters, which were a lot more of a hassle to make than I had planned, but they looked really good. Uh, one for Dart Jam that was over at Boom's table, and then two for my store, Submarina Fabrications. And I made, <laughs> and I made two hardware kits and a full printed kit for my AM Pro pump kit that I haven't made in like months so it was kind of like uh, it'd be fun for me to sell one here uh, i sold one of the hardware kits and a full kit which was great and then i had 20 of the crossbow keychains that i made like the night before i was flying out uh, they looked pretty cool uh, a lot of people were really into that i got a few purchases and then i had some of the 3d printed prototypes for my crossbow grip and everything uh, I didn't have a crossbow with me, but I was lucky that I was next to Flying Chicken's booth, who I know really well, and uh, he had the whole blaster barn, which he started with Drac, uh, where he was like making custom blasters that people would buy, um, but he was also buying a lot of people's vintage and dead stock blasters, and someone sold him a crossbow earlier that morning, so I was like, can I borrow this for like a couple hours? Uh, so I had the crossbow on my table so you could compare the grips, which was perfect. So he had a lot of people coming to see his table and then they would kind of like side eye my table and just move on. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing we didn't know is that I didn't necessarily know what the tables were going to be like when I got there. Uh, so a lot of people bought tablecloths and stuff, which yeah. uh, would have been nice to know. I mean, I obviously I wasn't really sure, but I just had like the raw wooden table, which is fine. But going in raw. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, it was a blast. Uh, I sold some stuff 
you know, so you can't really complain there. Uh, got a lot of cool impressions from people who knew me or met me for the first time, so that was nice. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool to be able to like compare the you know your printed grip to the actual crossbow. Like I've never actually held one before, and like they were indistinguishable. Yeah, that was actually pretty funny because most people came there because they were like, "Oh, I've never held a crossbow before," and I was like, "All right, all right, I see why you're here now." <laughs> uh, they were like, "Oh, yeah, cool, you made this," you know. Um, but I, I was, it was also good because it's really hard to give people the impression that, like, I, I know how to make good ergonomic grips. Um, I didn't make this grip because it was, like, uncomfortable because I wanted to. I made it uncomfortable because it's a one-to-run replica of the crossbow. Yes. Um, but if you don't have the crossbow there, it's really hard to, to make that translation. Whereas when you do have the crossbow there, you understand, oh, okay, this is why you made this purposely this way. Um, where it's where otherwise it would have been really hard to defend my design decisions. So I was lucky uh, I had those circumstances. That that would have been helpful. That would have been helpful at my table because I had the uh, pump skewers there, um, or not the pump skewers. I had the uh, skewbows there, which is a skewer inside of a crossbow shell. Yeah. And uh, every person that picked them up immediately put them back down because ew, gross, bad grip. Yeah, but those files are bad anyway. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. And it was the prototype one, which didn't help because that one's missing like the back half of the grip. So you're just grabbing onto oh, like razor sharp print, like print bed yeah. warped plastic. Ouch. It's a good time. <laughs> you know what I've realized? What we need to do? We need to combine our powers. We need to take your crossbow keychain, key my blaster mount, uh, my blaster charm mount, and then take the uh, skew bow. And then put the charm of the crossbow on the skew bow. Yeah, that was and my that's plan. that's what yes. we need to do. Yo, dog, I heard you like the Kenner crossbow. <laughs> yeah. So I put a crossbow on your crossbow so you can crossbow on your crossbow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we need uh, RoboMan to do uh, SLS printed crossbow. Mm. And then laser engrave crossbows on the crossbow, like crossbow camo, <laughs> yes. on, the camo on the crossbow. Oh, this needs to happen now. I'm currently looking into we that. We need the crossbow, or like a hydro dipped like skin of like all the cro- of the crossbow with like crossbow yeah. stickers could on just it. Render out like uh, <laughs> you know a skin of a bunch of crossbows and a nice rendering <laughs> background, and then you could yep. just hydro dip the crossbow with all those little crossbows on your crossbow. <laughs> Oh boy! I happen to have a spare crossbow shell kicking around. I mean, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, as you do. There was someone selling a crossbow at the venue, and I was almost tempted to buy one, but I was like, "Eh, "I don't need to be spending any money." Do you know how much it was? I don't remember how much it was. Yeah, they were saying make me an offer, but I was like, "Well, you have the crossbow arms on here, and you have the original ammo, so I assume it's more than a hundred, right?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Uh, so I how much was like, it? Yeah, I don't. I, I was super tempted yeah, to bring no. my new inbox crossbow there, but I didn't want to deal with like it getting stolen. Mm. So I didn't. And I didn't yeah, want it to get just... like banged up in shipping because crossbow boxes on their own, expensive. Crossbows oh, inside yeah. of crossbow boxes, very expensive. All right. I think that pretty much wraps up. Uh, wait, no, we didn't go too silly. Yeah. Like, what did you have at your booth? I just I had everything at my booth. One of every blaster that I've ever designed because I've only been designing blasters for a year now. Um so I Wait, had really? I still had everything at hand. Yeah. I've been in the hobby for 11 12 years, but I only learned 3D modeling uh during the pandemic. So 
I've only been designing blasters for a year, uh, with experience of modding blasters for ten years. But I brought in all of the all of the homemades that I have: the the thumper, the skewer, the pump skewer, the skew bow, the mag bow, the the other thumper. I had silly a crap pistol. load of slabs. I had a bunch of silly pistols, uh, super sledges. Uh, slim fire talon claws, low hardware talon claws, too many things. It's it's kind of mind boggling how much you've designed in literally a year. I have lots of time. I haven't gone to college yet, so I just oh to be a teenager with no responsibilities. I'm going this fall. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'll slow down sometime soon. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, now that we shield our own uh, booths, let's talk about, you know, what was the general layout of the entire space and, like, who was where. Uh, so, Boomstick, you want to start us off with, uh, you know, first booth when you walk oh, in? Oh, yeah, sure. Like, I've actually got the whole list layout here, so I can literally walk us in a circle around the room. Uh, essentially, what you have is a circle and a circle. You had pretty much all around the outskirts, uh, the along the walls of the room, a bunch of tables, and then in the center of the room, you had uh, some of the bigger tables, I would say. Uh, but starting with, like, the very first thing when you walk in is the was the uh, scholarship fund drive in memorial of uh, Thomas Corbett, uh, which that was awesome. I wish I had gotten to actually look more at that, um, but that, that was a really cool one to have there. Did any of you guys actually get to look at that one? Yes, I had a look at it. It was it was very kind. I saw a bit of it. I saw a bit of it, but I was like kind of like on the clock. I only had two hours to go around the entire uh, the entire place, so I was kind of like, "Oh, that looks amazing!" And then just kind of like ran ran around the next thing. Yeah. yeah. And then the next table after that would have been was Clowny, and it's funny. Clowny and BB, I believe. Yes, Builder BB was also there. Uh, one of my beloved patrons. <laughs> um. Those two were at that table. Some gorgeous, gorgeous blasters from Clowney. He does amazing work. It's funny because when we were doing early setup, Clowney also showed up and he was setting out his stuff. And there was one blaster there that was like this bolt action, like blaster with like prayer beads and like painted up. It, it felt very like vampire hunter, like supernatural esque style blaster. And we we're setting up, I'm like, Clowney. How much do you want for that? It's like, oh, I don't know yet. Uh, I'm like, all right, when you get a price, you let me know because I want it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if you look at Clowney's Instagram, he literally was like posting a whole bunch of stuff that he was taking with him. Such amazing work. He does great work. All right. Uh, next to Clowney, we had Griever Nerf. They've got a YouTube channel. They actually just put up their and war video was pretty good they had blasters for sale and whatnot really cool dude uh next is oh sorry did anybody else see his table <laughs> no he had the stickers he was one of the people mm -hmm. who put stickers on everyone's tables right yep one yeah. of many that, that's actually a fun thing to mention because i should have mentioned this in the early setup but yeah a lot of vendors myself included well i started this after i noticed other people were doing the same thing where everybody was just putting stickers on all the vendor tables like I left with like twenty stickers. <laughs> wow! That people just put yes, on my I, table. Yes, I, I too got many stickers. Too many stickers. <laughs> yeah, I got a bunch as well. So yeah, so like all the vendors ended up with a bunch of stickers because somebody started putting stickers out, and then everybody started putting stickers out. It was very funny. Nice. 
Hey, free yeah. stuff. Yep. I like free stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Griever put, like, five on my table of his sticker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but... Uh, Nothing like free advertising. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Lay's a really cool dude. And, of course, next to them, we have our, our nemesis, <laughs> Detroit Dart Talk. If you've seen that picture. Yes. And, again, I, I mentioned this in the Nmore Talk, but shout out to them for letting me borrow their screwdrivers and stuff to to get my Aeon Pro uh, under the FPS cap. They were great guys. They were... And, oh, and they're nice. actually, like, yeah. in my area. Like, they're Detroit Dart Talk, but one of them lives in Greenville, South Carolina. The other one's from Greenville, South Carolina. And I'm like, how are... Something's not right here. Y'all need to ch- switch to. <laughs> How are you South, allowed on the South podcast? Carolina. It's not Detroit yeah, Dart. Talk. South Carolina well, Dart Talk. The over main, here. <laughs> the main guy is from Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> like I guess the that's one all that matters, right? Yeah, the one shouting at end. Detroit in spirit. Yeah. The one shouting tank during end war. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they all I think lived in Detroit at one point, but now they don't. Yeah, uh, they did also had old fusion designs at the table, which. Yes. Was showing off the quick and the meowser. <laughs> yes. Uh, which are both based around the new fly course. Which is right? amazing. It's very nice. It's so good. I, love it. Uh, yeah. I bought one. I, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to look some, at it, nice. but it looks yeah, so You cool bought one right then and there. I wasn't supposed to buy anything at End War, but I saw that. I got to try out the pistol. I'm like, all right, this is coming home with me. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Detroit Dart Talk was actually interviewing people for their podcast uh, while they were there, which was actually pretty neat. They had several people sit down and just talk to them for a bit. Yeah, I saw Piggy was over there at one point. I didn't get interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They failed to interview the the other podcast that was there. How dare they? Well, you would have had to gather up all four of us, three of us which had booths that we couldn't leave. We did do we did eh, do a great we can we can we leave. did a good well, I mean, picture of us versus them and kind of like with our blasters and stuff which yes. is cool yes um, so that definitely was, that check was that out on our yeah, Facebook page fun. yeah and then of course next to them was myself which was very funny that you essentially had because I had the Dart Jam podcast poster which I was fighting with that you were fighting with the, the entire, entire time getting it to stay up yes <laughs> so you had Detroit Dart Talk and me right next to it you should have just Jam borrowed some poster. tape. You should just. I, I didn't just, want to mess up. I didn't want to mess up your poster. It, I got. I got. <laughs> I offered masking you tape. tape. I know. Masking tape came I didn't off want, just I had fine. So much duct tape. Well, duct tape I didn't is want to no. mess up the masking tape. See? Yes. Duct tape. No. It wasn't my poster. I didn't yeah. want to mess it up. I spent like twenty bucks on that thing, so I would have been pretty mad. <laughs> exactly. Duct tape will be fine. You just put a loop of it on the that's, back. No, that's not how that works. Not not for that type of paper. <laughs> my standards are much yeah. lower well, than yours. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm sorry was... we couldn't we couldn't dovetail the issue away. Yeah, there is there is some <laughs> guy at the table. No one really cared about him. Um, didn't, really, didn't really say much. Every time I went over there, yeah. he was missing or talking to someone else. So anyway, no. <laughs> but you were a bit like I went over there to talk, and I was like, oh, like I had to do something, and then I got distracted. So I was like, oh. But um, I, I was I was nonstop that day. I was surprised with how busy I ended up being. Uh, that did any of you guys get something to eat? Because I like we I was can, lucky. One of my people. That. Okay, I got breakfast, but lunch was pretty good at at the venue. That was actually I, a surprise. I they, that I was left. I think RIT um got some of those food trucks in for the event. Uh, no one nice. no one planned That's that, awesome. which is really cool. Okay, it, it was very nice. 
Oh, I just want to say one other thing about my booth. I came with like a bunch of people from Maryland, and apparently everyone decided I let I think two people put their stuff behind my table, and then all of a sudden, all of my crew was like, "Oh, here, can I put this behind your table? Can I put this behind your table?" So I'm not sure if you looked behind my table. But it was just so much stuff behind my table from all of my crew just being like, here, we're going to put this back there. <laughs> my, nice. my whole hotel. You, you are now the uh, dumping. My ground. whole hotel yes. of people, which, again, there was four of us, like the three of them were only there basically just to look around and they were just kind of waiting for end wars. So they all just kind of like hung out at my table. And most of the times that was like mm-hmm. when I wasn't there. So people would come up and be like asking questions are you spot tell me about this and like i don't know anything about it um but yeah it was was pretty chill it was a low moving off of me i didn't realize i didn't realize orion blasters was even there so that was interesting yeah they were right next to me dan himself wasn't there so glad yeah that is true he wasn't there for that but he had a bunch of people oh i see i see um He's like a mystery man. But there were so many cool things to, that were showing. That's why I was really glad they were next to me. Because I got to see like the double skewer. Not the skewer. I got to see the double links, the mini links, the... Um, I think it was called the ch- the chonks, the minks, yes. and... The longs. Uh, well, the yeah, longs. the longs. Yep. So... The long links. <laughs> long links. And the highlight. Mini links and double links. The highlight was and, definitely and the, the Dan pistol. pistol. The Dan, Dan pistol, pistol was the highlight. And... Dan Pistol's so good. It, I want one. If you're listening to this, go. I, I don't care how you do it, but go and yell at Dan that the blaster is perfect because apparently he's redesigning it after he saw the zinc. And no, no, no need for no. designs. It's perfect as it we, is. Yes. We th- that honestly means we've come full circle because it's like Dan came out with the links. The zinc was inspired by the links, <laughs> and now Dan's taking the pistol design. And modeling it after the zinc. Yeah, so yep. if you're listening to this, go <laughs> We've bug come Dan circle. and tell him that the Dan pistol is perfect. <laughs> Rel- yes, it's great. Please stop touching it. Give it to me. <laughs> um, Give it. They had lots of cool... Did any of you guys get to see those stuff that they had there? No, I didn't end up seeing it. Uh, I think I saw Master have, Blasters Customs. Think... They were the ones who had like all the 3D printed stuff for like really cheap. Or was that Dan's booth? Someone that had was like booth. someone had like magazine extenders and like oh yeah, was, that was it Dan's okay booth. so I did see their booth okay yeah uh, Master Blaster Customs he did a lot of uh, again like mod stuff similar to Griever Nerf some really cool stuff at the table really nice dude got to talk to him for a second that's cool um, I didn't get to see that one there were a bunch of really good booths well he Just was everywhere. also booths 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 he was also right next to Game Face. Which drew a lot of attention. And they kind of stole the show with the. They stole the show with the slushy machine. <laughs> yeah, like slushies. Everyone they were doing slushy. raffles, giveaways. They were showcasing the Trion. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. They lost the a triage? scar at one what? point and didn't know where it went. So that was a oh, debacle. No. Nice. Um, because I don't think that was like production ready. Um, oh no! <laughs> no, most certainly and, not. Um, I don't know. Like for. You think someone yoinked I, it? I think it might. It's yeah, I don't now. know. It might have got lost, or I don't know what <laughs> happened. But it wasn't me. Um, but yeah, they. It was like I had always. I, I don't know. From my end, I had heard a lot of talk about Dart Zone being there, and it was like Dart Zone's going to be there, and also Game Face will be there, and like or like Game Face will show up. Game Face, you know. So I didn't expect like as much, 
especially with just like the one blaster, um, which we only found out about like a couple days before FoamCon anyway. But like their booth was incredibly professional. Like it was legit. They had so yes. much like merch and the slushies and the shooting gallery thing was really cool. Yeah, they went the whole nine yards. Yeah. For me, Game Face really kind of like took the steam from Dart Zone in terms of quality uh, for all their booths throughout the whole weekend. Like at FoamCon, Game Face stole it with slushies. At End War, they had a water table giving out water to people that were dying. And at uh, uh, Foam Pro Tour, they came and shared blasters uh to people that weren't competing so i think game face just did excellent the whole weekend yeah i'd argue the game face blasters weren't operating under the same uh pressure that the dark true but true all right (laughs) this this is a conversation that we've already had yeah 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 yes uh so it was apt to point out oh yeah no that's fair that is fair um but yeah and again very popular table I heard wonderful things about them. I didn't really get a chance to talk to them at all. I did get two slushies because people brought them to me. Hey, thankfully. nice. Heard wonderful things from Game Face. Uh, next to them, uh, Nate, did you get to see uh, Promethean Design at all? Cause I did. I don't think I actually got to talk to them. I did. Um, Promethean Designs um, itself, I'm not going to say this isn't being mean because he said this about himself. He said he. I think he was the loneliest uh, booth at FoamCon. I saw him oh, say somewhere. Oh man! I know him. He went to our, one of our wars. I'm not sure if he's local or not, but he had. Um, he has like kind of a, a flywheel uh, pistol blaster, and he was selling hardware for that. Uh, he just like he had a very Wait, small really? presence. Yeah, yeah. He's been trying to produce it for a while. He's trying to get up funds so he can do some sort of manufacturing process to make the hardware for it. I'm not seeing he's he's any, a great he's guy. He's really he, nice. He does lots of good stuff. He's really stuff. nice and he's but, I'm not seeing any of this pistol on his on his Instagram. Well, I have to dig. So like, I don't know. It exists. It's, it's there. It's there. Um but I know he said that like a couple people came over to his booth and hung out with him because they were like you look really lonely. We're going to hang out with you. <laughs> and I was like that's that's oh, wholesome. Man. That's wholesome. But he's a really really nice guy. Yeah. It's yeah. just he was unfortunately right next to Game Face and also right next yeah. to like a oh, very yeah. big booth which I'll get into next. Um so he was just kind of in like a bad spot. Like that that's yeah. kind of a weird angle to be at all, all the way in the corner. Um so Renegade Film Force was next, and they, as far I didn't, I didn't get a real chance to see it. But as far as I'm, I know they have a um, a fan film, like a Star Wars kind of fan film. They produced, directed, you know, uh, acted in, and so they were advertising yes. for that, and I think probably selling uh, copies of it. The one thing that I yeah. remember, yes, they had Blu-rays and DVDs. Yeah. So in the first like twenty minutes, they turned their TV on because they had a big uh, LCD screen and. Um, the main dude was dressed up as a Jedi and had a lightsaber and everything. And uh, they, I love how you called him a Jedi, and he was like he literally Obi Wan. Well, I Jedi. don't know exactly who he was. Wait, but was he? he? I thought he was like just supposed to be. There a was a Jedi. guy dressed up as Obi Wan, and he said hello there to every person that walked um, up. Oh, I missed that. He goes, you so will a, buy our I fan. I have a story film. about that. Um, so, <laughs> oh, what was it? Um, so, in the first like twenty minutes, they they start playing a trailer for the uh, movie which is only like 15 seconds long. And I look over mm-hmm. at Chicken and I was like, do you think this is going to get a little <laughs> a little repetitive after four hours? But luckily, I think they <laughs> turned the volume down because I was like, oh boy. Um, but they were really, really cool. At one point, Chicken was like, we need to go over to him and uh, 
say like general kenobi and like he was like i want you to go behind me and do the general grievous i was like all right whatever for you i'll do it oh and so like he was like at another booth and like he was like general kenobi and like he turns around and he's like flailing his arms i put my arms behind him to make like the four arms and like we just looked super (laughs) and he was laughing he thought it was really funny and i just walked away i was like i did my part i'm leaving now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love that. He, that that guy was great at a uh, at FOMCon. Yeah, he was also at N War too, and to he was that. doing a lot of fun stuff dressed yes. up as as Obi Wan, uh, as as yeah. y'all have oh, said. Um, the next one was uh, definitely Nadox slash Kansas Area Nerf Association. Um, they were cool. Nathan was the guy who was who was running that booth. He was he was a really nice guy. He had a a lot of the blasters on display that were either his um, or friends of his from the Kansas area. Uh, he had some raffles going on, so he had a lot of eclectic just blasters and and um, advertising for sale for his uh, his group. Uh, There's Sleepy Tactical Grimm's Nerf Works or Slash Grimm's Nerf Works. Yes. You want to talk about that? Yes, their booth was excellent. They helped me set up uh, my booth uh, during setup time, and then they served as the target practice uh, for my booth as well because they were line of sight from my booth with not a lot of people in the way. So for like the first half of FoamCon, uh, people actually being in FoamCon, uh, we were just shooting at them constantly nice. because <laughs> they had a nice big table and it was a nice target. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really cool. They were good neighbors. They borrowed my tape a couple times. <laughs> Um, oh, nice. yeah. I, and they had nice blasters. I too. was next door. Um, I was in table 13, although on this list it says Boba Lolo. I took his table because he didn't really like we were going to share it, but he didn't really have anything to even set up anyway. He was just he just had stickers to give to people. So he just gave that out himself. So I took that over. Uh, I've explained what was there and everything. Um, and uh, he kind of hung out a little bit, especially when I went to do the the photo op with uh, um, Dart Zone. He was like getting really annoyed because he wanted to go and take pictures of people and everything, and he had to basically guard my booth and Blaster Barn, which was next to mine, which is Flying Chicken's kind of side company. He's doing sort of, not sort of, with Drac, where they're um, it's kind of he's taking Drac has so many surplus blasters that he was just like, you want to like do something with these, sell these, and like make a profit with them, like go ahead. So he took a lot of like. Not just like surplus blasters, but like surplus hardware kits from like way back in the day to like, you know, Orange Mod Works to Worker or whatever, and is modifying, painting, doing a lot of custom work to them to making them really interesting blasters he's trying to sell. But uh, he was also buying blasters that people were going to give. So by the end, I don't know if I've got a, I think I've got a picture of it, but by the end of the day, he had like legitimately probably 50 to 75 blasters that he had purchased. And I was like, how are you going to ship this back? He's like, oh, we'll find room. And then um, he was very confident. <laughs> and then by like the last day, I had heard rumors about like thinking about getting a U-Haul to just drive down. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but yeah, so he, he had a good time. They had a cool poster. Um, it was like he his dad drew it where he's on it, and uh, Drac is a donkey on it. So uh, they're, they're thinking about making Drac donkey. Uh, stickers in the future, which would be funny. Um, you had Foam Pro Shop <laughs> next door. So it's kind of like the SCNC was kind of like in a group there. Um, they Foam Pro Shop is Drax's store. So they had some stuff available there. They had some springs, some 3D honestly, things. Honestly, I thought that that booth was just a crony or blaster to well, uh, go to the 
yeah, you so, know, re- register so for that two booths. Um, PvP. They had the two booths because the next booth was the End War Bandana pickup, um, and that was just uh, pretty much the chronograph. Um, a lot of the moderators were just chilling around there, helping people, giving instructions. Um, so, yeah, they had a, a pretty big presence as basically the... Yeah, there was a huge line. Yeah, that's, yeah. Once they did the once they did chronograph readings, it was a, a big line. Um, you had Nerf Singapore, uh, Gavin Fuzzy Customs, and Piggy. Yeah, were also kind of there. Gavin, uh, Gavin showed off and his Liza. new. Yep, Gavin and Liza. Liza showed off. Um, what's it called all those SBL shrouds, uh, and like the buffer tubes, or not? Sorry, not the buffer tube, like the thumbhole stock and. All those different, you know. I didn't get a chance uh, to get over there. The I'm really mad because I, I know they had a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> Gavin showed off his new. Um, it's called the SBF, or I guess it's like Spamf, but flywheeler. Um, I saw that on yeah, a it video. Is, it is a brushless. And then it lit on fire. <laughs> it is a brushless scorpion Evo, and I want one so badly. I was like, I wasn't nagging him, but I'm like asking, like persistently, like, okay, like when can I buy a hardware kit? Yeah. He says sometime later this year, so I'm I'm definitely nice. gonna get on that when I can because there is not enough brushless in this hobby. Yeah, that's a good point. And it sounded cool when it started up. It had like a cool jingle. Yeah, it, it had the Among Us theme. Oh, does oh my, it? That's what it was. That's funny. It oh went, my god. Da, 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 da. That's funny. It's so good. That's great. Uh, see, that's and like, then it lit on fire during. Uh, I during think that was Foam Shepherd. Off. No. Ooh. Yes, it was. Uh, he he was firing it, and then it smoke poured out of the front, and that was a great point to show off the uh, quick battery removal. Yeah, I'm sure the uh, <laughs> I'm sure TSA yeah. would have approved that when he had to fly that back or ship that back. Yeah. Yep. Also, Piggy was there. Yeah. Yes. I got a sticker. I got a sticker from him. I'm happy about that. I think I do too, but I didn't. Also, he had the. What, what was it? The hand skewer? The it's it's yeah. just a skewer oh, that that's covered so in hands. Disturbing. Yeah. I get the oh hand my skewer god! Is amazing. I, I love that it. you have to prime it by shaking <laughs> the hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grab the hand like in a handshake and pull it back, and the sights yeah. are like a middle finger and like the OK sign. It's great. I, I hated every it's moment. So cursed. Yep. The hand skewer is still in the U.S. By the way, he he left it here for someone else to just have because he didn't want to fly back with it. Nice. I, he, I, I might see, even he didn't like you. it. <laughs> <laughs> I might need to go grab that from you. <laughs> oh, boy. Grab it by the hand and bring grab. it with me. Yeah. <laughs> Can I give you a hand with carrying that? So next to me was uh, Silver Fox. They had a bunch of booths, um, and they were all very well uh, put together. They had nice tablecloths. They had a massive blaster wall and tons of hardware. Yep. Um, They had a bin of rejects. They had a bin of rejects that they were selling by the pound. So you could basically just pick up, you know, scrap parts, which scrap parts from Silver Fox are like, oh, this overhang had a slight droop. Get rid of it. Yeah, and so Silver Fox's booth was fantastic. It was. I, I would have picked up parts, but like I, I, I build my blasters to schemes, and usually yeah. with like obscure filament. So it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have any of the colors that they have here. So, mm. <laughs> yep. I did pick up an SF twenty five spring though, so for my red herring. Nice. So that was good. I also then explained to them that I was the guy who ordered one single talon claw bar from them. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? And they're like, "You caused that whole headache." Oh nice. They were very helpful in figuring out where I could borrow a screwdriver from. So, 
props yes. to them. Silver Fox mm. kind of saved the day with getting people uh, springs to get their blasters below and were FPS. Yeah. Uh, in the last five minutes before the table was going to shut down for crony graphing, yep. for chronographing, uh, they just let me yoink a spring, uh, and I got in under the cap barely. Nice. And yeah, they saved the day for a lot of people. That's really cool. Also, Ryan Ryan showed off. Um, it, it's it's not for sale. Don't even like ask him about it. Um, it's like a personal flywheeler build that he did. Um, yes, the Inari. Oh, that's what it's called. Honestly, it was so crisp. I I I fired it a bit. Oh my god. I didn't get to try it, but I saw it. It looked it looked neat. It's it's I like it. Definitely a cool little build. Um, I. Th- also, just I, I've never seen their their print quality before. It's immaculate. Yeah. Yes. They're the best in the game, I would say. At least one of the best. They kind of yeah. are, yeah. Uh, next table was me. Suppo- uh, oh, it was you. Was pretty good. I thought it was supposed to be Taffy, so you took Taffy's table. Yeah. I took Taffy's table. And by um, table, he means. I think four. we already went over what I had <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, stuff. I had one of everything. It was it was, it was uh, without a doubt the best table there. No no doubt, no uh, <laughs> no room for argument. Best table there, mine. Mm-hmm. Undisputed, undisputed king. Now the actual best I got table to try was out next your, to uh, it. Slab. That was... <laughs> yes. Uh, next to me was Roboman. Roboman with, automation with a laser gun, and by laser gun I mean laser engraver, and it was amazing. They also had the. Um, SLS printed uh, nylon zincs and those yes mm-hmm. they, they had what was it like 16 of them or something like that yeah oh man it was a lot that. of different colors for sure I it, mean it, yeah it was an amazing table they also so had much stuff yeah they had a lot of stuff there and like you, you can't talk enough about it well the the, the comment I, I like I heard coming in was that they weren't gonna have uh, metal links catches available, or at least like it was kind of up in the air. And then I go over and I was like, "Is this is this a metal links catch?" And uh, it was one of the people helping Roberman. He was like, "Yeah, but it's not like our final production model." And I was like, "Well, well what's wrong with it?" And he like explained that like they're doing a different finish and all this. They kind of want. I think they want to do like a bluing that like real steel firearms have. And I was like, "But it but it's still metal, right?" I was like, "Oh yeah, it's still metal." I was like, "I'll I'll, I'll take it. I don't care." <laughs> I was like, I just want to make sure it's actually metal and not nylon or whatever. So I was like, because he was like, ah, it's not like our final model. I was like, if it's metal, I don't give a damn. Like, it's going to work better than what I have. So I got give one of those. And then they had all the all the really cool plunger tubes for the Lynxes too. Like the, like. Oh, all the anodized The anodized stuff. ones and like yes. almost the tie-dye bleached ones were really cool. I was so jealous. I didn't get to see all of that. Um, And I was looking at some of those and they're like, oh, we have some like blemish ones that are available too. I don't, and I was like. I mean, what do they look like? And he showed me, and it was like, yeah, it's got this, like, tiny line. I was like, man, that's nothing. I'll take it, <laughs> because it was, like, $5 cheaper. So I got a, I got a really nice anodized plunger tube for my Lynx. Uh, that just oh, goes nice. to show how good their quality is, that, like, Roboman and his team were like, oh, it's not as good. I'm like, I literally can't tell the difference between, like, the nice one and this one, like... Y'all are at another <laughs> level than a lot of other people here. That was the one table I wish I had actually gotten to see. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I went over there to say hi to him, he was doing a laser engraving, and then finally at the end, I was just like, "I don't, I don't know if I'm getting in the way. I just want to introduce myself. Like, here, I'm Spud." He's like, "Oh, nice, nice to meet you." You know, and I was like, "I'm gonna let you do your business. I'll see you later." <laughs> I was just like, 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, at least I want to, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with him online, so I wanted to at least say hello. Uh, he was a busy man that day for sure with all the laser engravings. Yes, he was yet another person that fell victim to, oh god, I'm running a booth and I don't have time to go to FoamCon, but I want to check out all the cool stuff. Yeah, and it was like, they were kind of, uh, they like had to, they had like a Ziploc, or they had like a, a, a bag sealer for all your stuff, and they were like, no, can you like wait five minutes so we can seal up your, your things you bought? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And I was like, I mean, I could just take it. Just, <laughs> oh, it's not going to take long. And they like legit put it in this bag and sealed up everything I bought. And I was like, y'all are like crazy. I was like, I'll just take it home. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> they they yeah. wrote the little, uh, like the little order on like a little, like, yeah, paper they gave slip. you a slip. It, it was yeah. very professional. Yeah. It was really cool. They had a lot of cool stuff there. Um, anyone else have anything else they want to say about Rubber Man before we move on to Zambona? They had the, um, in, they had an engraved uh, zinc frame, so they did one of their SLS frames where they also did like engraving, so it's got like stippling on oh, that's it. That's cool. Yeah, I I got to hold it. It's so nice. Yes. Yeah, so so their laser engraving was for everyone. They could just go up and have anything that they wanted. Laser. Yeah, I was seeing people's they, logos amazing. on there. Yeah. Wait, you could have gotten your own custom stuff on yeah. it. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that I would have gotten my own logo on. I the guess catch, you would have had to have I, I like just a, saw like a paper. Yeah, I guess SVJ you would have had to have like, like a PNG SVG. or SVJ ready. So I feel like that stuff you yeah. probably may have like queued up before the event, maybe. Yeah, uh, people were coming up just out of the blue because I was next to him. But yeah, no, I'm I'm sure you could, but like I'm sure the the majority of people probably had queued up prior because it's like. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't have. Yeah. I wouldn't have known he had done that. Otherwise, I would have had a PNG already ready, you know. Or mm -hmm. DXF file. I, I know by the by the Roboman booth uh, for the laser engraving. Taffy wrote out a bunch of like little like funny things like "Help, I'm being engraved" that you could get on your actual <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, nice! That's that's funny. I didn't see that. That's great. Yeah, his logo. Very taffy. Uh, it is very taffy. Yeah. Yes. So we, uh, and we, who was after Zambona? that? Uh, Z Zambona. I didn't see anyone there. I could have been wrong, but like it was a little like side table. Yeah, it was a small table of two of them. Uh, Ari was the guy kind of running that table. Um, he had like a lot of darts for sale, I guess for end war probably. Uh, and he had some blasters on raffle. Uh, I think th they were raffling a lot of stuff because they're trying to move to Germany or they're, they're moving to Germany like really soon. So I guess they're helping with funds for that. Um, but I mostly saw him because he was a moderator at NWAR. He was the guy with like the weird scooter thing, the one wheel kind of like rolling around. And then he was also one of the judges at the Foam Pro Tour. So that's how I knew him. Uh, he was really nice and really friendly, even at like while judging Foam Pro Tour. I think they were around the corner from me, so I didn't really have a chance to. It's also to hard see when you're either. right again when you're right next to Dart Zone or right next to Game Face. They're going to draw a lot of attention anyway, uh, because Dart Zone was yeah. on the other other wall on that corner where they were doing a lot of the photo ops and stuff for uh, the Dart Zone Pro Tournament as well as a firing range. Uh, I was there for about an hour doing the photo ops. I shot some of their blasters, um, which I've, I've talked about, but uh, it was always cool. They, they had a good good setup for sure. Um, yeah, and then who was, at, who was next to them? I think that might have been Taffy and Dan. Um, Taffy was on like a, a smartphone plugged in and was doing FaceTime and had a bunch of his blasters like shipped there or 
Dan brought them. And uh, yeah, so yeah, Taffy shipped out his red herring, I think, a skewer, and basically those are the blasters being showcased by uh, Dan. I think four oh four is yep four oh four Dan. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, there so were a bunch I'm, of skewers there. Yeah, there were. Yeah, there was a lot more. Uh, on one hand, yep. I was like kind of annoyed i couldn't like you know leave my red herring there for a bit and just like let people play around around with it on the other hand i'm kind of relieved i didn't leave it there because it at the time it was in no shape to you know be used by other people right <laughs> yeah because it, it was really crunchy i think you, i think you used it boom i did it, it, i used it i'm just like oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's also a blaster that's just too small for me too so that didn't help yeah yeah i don't know what i did but like i fixed around now but like it, it was not good for them and i was like really rushing to get around so yeah uh i think next to that was uh cobalt designs yeah so they have some like the coolest cosmetic stuff like printed stuff that i've seen in in the, in this hobby honestly Yes, Cobalt is one of the most underrated designers uh, in the hobby. They they make absolutely amazing blasters. That part of the charm is that not a lot of people know about it, and they are so unique that if you see one out of the corner of your eye, you're like, "What is that?" Because they're all well, like vaguely organically shaped and well, swoopy and so good. They're also partly <laughs> more unknown because they don't do hardware kits at all or release their files. It's all full build. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, um. So, yeah. So like, you can only buy them pre-built from them. Yeah. I uh I went over there at one point. I didn't get a good chance to talk to Cobalt Designs because uh there was a couple of other people kind of talking to them. Um. But I at least got to like hold the blaster. I got to, I like I at least like talked to them for like a second or two about the the grips because. Uh, it's still kind of relatively rare to find a, a designer in the hobby space who like really understands ergonomics really well. And all, I mean, across the board, all of their grips from like standard grips to like their kind of more swooped um, thumbhole grips are all just so, so like really dialed in. Um, so I'd never held them before. So not only do their looks are like the looks are top notch, but like the actual feel of the blasters are really great. So um, it was cool to see them there. Uh, with all of their wares and i know they're doing like a a comic of some sort they're they're kind of like trying to uh, do a, a two thing I, naomi identities i think it's called yeah so it's like which is cool because it's like you know it's not just about the blasters it's like there's a whole kind of ecosystem or story being told which is always from like a experience side is very cool um i'd argue it's very similar to to you know what the main toy industry does with like creating a story and you know a, a tv show or series around and, and to sell toys around that's what transformers is that's what not hot wheels what, what am i saying yeah that's like what transformers was meant to do was to sell toys yeah yeah they're definitely dialed into to the kind of punch that a lot of other legitimate toy developers have in their strategies um next to that was a team they had couple patches some stickers they're obviously selling the shirts there and everything um oh the shirts they're they're a good group the shirts. They're, they're the really infamous good. Shirts. i almost bought i think they were doing like the they had like a juice box like nerf patch that i almost bought but i was like at the time conserving my money 
a lot um, because I just wanted to make sure I had enough to make it through the week, and I wish I did because it was really cool. Um, I think, I hope it was them, but um, they had a lot of cool patches regardless, so even if that wasn't one of the ones they had. Um, yeah. But I'm glad they were there. It was, you know, cool to see them there, uh, especially after getting beaten by them. <laughs> right, 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 of course. <laughs> Taking names and uh, selling shirts. That's uh, their motto, right? <laughs> um, you have Cake Creative <laughs> Customs. Uh, I don't remember what this one was. Um, the uh, oh, Matrix had Fire the, uh, magazine. Mag Matri Matrix Fire. So good. Oh, oh just, okay. yeah. just foam cloud uh, whenever you try to shoot it. It's so it's good. So cool. Very cool. So next we have Toys on the Side. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to Brian directly, but he had a he had a pretty big table with a lot of stock blasters and stuff. He uh, he had like a really cool set of suspenders. He was very electric, uh, had a lot of energy. Um, I think he does a lot more, not just like Nerf stuff, but does like Funko Pop stuff and like a lot of like collector's toy items. He does, I think maybe on YouTube or something. Um, but he had a lot for sale. I think that's where my friend Carius got a really cool vintage, two vintage blasters from him. Uh, but he was kind of nestled between like cobalt and and the turf spring guys with the the whole um firing range so it's hard to kind of see him in the mass there a lot of springs from them yeah i'm sure the turf blaster springs guys sold a lot of those while he was there but they mostly had that crazy uh like zombie target range behind which uh like was electronic and all that it was really really cool then next to them we had uh deceptive creepers customs and they had a big section. Amazing. Um, they they had like a lot Amazing of work. I think it was like a giant like a Vulcan type of like blaster kind of. Like it might have been Vulcan. a Vulcan or a Titan. It, it was like an integration. Of it some was huge. Kind. I, I saw it a little um, bit. They were the ones who had the crossbow for sale and some other stuff. But he like they they had this um backpack that they were going to use for end war. It was like a leather kind of like rectangular pack, and you could load magazines into it. So like they used. 18 oh, round stick mags okay. and you just it just gravity fell into like basically a backpack hopper and at the bottom was a section where you could pull the bottom magazine out and use it and then drop it into the top again to i guess feed back through the system and i just thought it was cool because oh. it looked cool it had this kind of like antique aesthetic but it also wasn't like super aggressive it didn't feel tactical at all they you know so that was they said they were going to build a new one with some you know smarter building techniques so i'm curious to see what they'll do with that i was actually really that, that was really cool i got some pictures of that so I, I thought that was a really cool design um i remember i forget where i saw it um but someone basically did a spring-loaded version of that where it, it was fed from the bottom mm. but you weren't able to, to load the mags back in which i think was my main i guess you'd call it like a gripe with it mm -hmm. was that like okay if you 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 ever load up a mag, you can't really store it back in without like finicking around with it. But just having it very simply be gravity fed, it's just like, wow, it's so smart. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. For something like End War, that's incredibly useful. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, we went around like the outside wall. So then there was like another center section where, you know, there were a few more booths, the hub. Like, somewhat larger. The main hub. You had, at first, you had, um, First booth you had was San Diego Nerf Club. Uh, Eli Wu was there, and oh boy, so I good. cannot I cannot talk enough about Eli's blasters. Yeah. So, 
This is supposed to be a short dart episode. I know we're running a little long. Uh, a lot long. Everything there was cool. I took many of pictures. I got a, I got Eli's signature. Nice. That's all I'll say. Nice. Yeah, they had the impulse, right? Eli's blasters are fantastic. Impulse, momentum, and the equilibrium. That's uh the AEG, the brushless little SMG with the folding stock that feels amazing, and the bullpup brushless blaster, respectively. I saw a lot of people being surprised by that. So out of darts? Yeah, so out of darts wasn't actually at the uh wasn't actually at the event. Mm -hmm. I, I forget why. I think it was because like in a, there was a family a family, uh, family reunion family vacation family reunion. Family reunion. I was in the same time. Yeah, because yeah, they moved the date of maybe. of end war like a week later, like midway through. Oh planning. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so it didn't end up working out, and you know, I feel like it makes more sense to you know spend time with your family, especially when it's like a whole reunion. Uh, but they had someone yeah, representing then, uh, their their stuff, so they had they had a couple things there, right? But yeah, I, Luke I picked himself those stickers. I think they had some new tachis as well. Yeah, they had some lime green tachis. The the, the transparent green. Was I picked there one as well. up. Oh, the mighty mama uh, mighty was mama also was there. Really I got I got to fire one of those. Oh my! Nice. That thing is that thing slaps. Yeah next to them basically it was kind of like bordered in so it was like you were walking into like a little shop was uh i think it was containment crew yeah they had a uh, lot so they had, they had their whole booth they had so many different things there they had the the ftw wheels they had their own wheels they had springs they had worker stuff they had talons screwdrivers like everything yeah screwdrivers hardware it was like you name it it was there mm -hmm. they 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 were like an official they were they were running business, you know, they were... Yeah, that was like an actual shop. Yeah. And then you had Armod 74, and they had a lot of uh, stickers and stuff, because they were one of the sponsors for Enmore, right? Because they were on the bandana. Armod's the same person they, who they made, had like, the, the scars. The scar. They have a lot of 3D printed uh, kits and whatnot. Gotcha. Booth next to them, you had Al the Geek, who I'm not quite familiar with, if any... Oh, I can do this one. Are. Ugh! Alec Geek's one of our somewhat locals. <laughs> He's in Virginia, but he comes to our games. He's got all of his classic Al the Geek stuff. Very, uh, 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 his nerf mods are he usually like again like kind of a stock blaster, but like drags them through the apocalypse, <laughs> as I'll call it. Um, yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, uh, really cool, really cool guy too. He was running with our squad. Um, Dart Sweep was also sharing a booth with uh, Al the Geek. He had a little section where he was showing off the uh, NP5 uh, band blaster cages. He had a little thing set up for that. Yeah, I got to do the uh, little HK slap on that. That was nice. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the designer of the uh, NP5 is actually one of my locals ah. as well. Before Before we move on, because I know they're not on this list here, but I assume in between Alva Geek and uh, would have been Armods was Papa Tachi, who I mentioned before. Oh, yes. So he's yes. an old school guy, and he had his uh, CPVC Doomsayer there. That was the Batman one half, Superman other half. Uh, had his really like, cool. Nightfinder he had. That sounds cool. Had his, uh, um, his pump action shotgun, Ertl pump action shotgun. That was like the the uh, metallic blue with red flames on it. He had a lot of like really cool old school builds. His two K's were there. So he was mostly just kind of like hanging out, showing some old school. It's always nice to have a little bit of old school in, a, in an event like this. Um, but I got to shoot off mm -hmm. a lot of his blasters and say hi. 
Uh, so he was like, he was definitely a small fish in between like two very large booths between Al the Geek and Containment Crew. But uh, he was having a blast seeing Zed like hasn't been to like many public events in a while. Um, I will say Al the Geek, man, like when I came back in after lunch, I was like, okay, they're the ones jamming because there was someone in the in the venue who who was playing music and he had some he had some that good would music be dart sweep actually oh that's nice <laughs> yeah it was yeah it was one of them but i was like you know if you ever come to music. one of our events and you hear music it's dart sweep yeah dart sweep is yes, all the over music the place at, at your events are fantastic yeah. yeah he was he was recording a lot of stuff during the event too he was a cool guy he was usually wheeling around on whatever new moving device he bought <laughs> yeah hmm and last but not least, who I we assume nerd nerds, nerd nerds, yeah. nerd nerds, my across the way neighbors, I was throwing darts at. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were, they had a bunch of things there. They had the a little, I think it was the pegboard mounts for like Talon magazines, which are amazing, by the mm, way. Nice. They look pretty good. I, I have a couple of them on my wall. They're very sturdy and they look way better than just the metal pegs. Nice. I might have to pick up a few then. Yeah, I need to pick up more. <laughs> <laughs> the um, I I think there was also uh, who was artificial it? armory was sure artificial armory. Yeah, there there you go, and possibly phone demic. Uh, phone demic uh, was I just walking around or something. Uh, they mm-hmm. were just walking around handing out uh, scars. Mm-hmm. They were handing out scars. Oh, Tom did that me? too. He walked around and just threw scars at everybody. <laughs> I got so a, good. <laughs> what happened at FoamCon? I got a scar. <laughs> yes. Nice. Well, speaking of injuries and, and fighting, we also had a PvP going on the other half of the venue because it was like it was like a gymnasium, but it was also like an indoor track. So we were only in one half of it, and then the other side was a whole They opened up the other half to and yeah. put up a few. I think RIT was doing that. And... Yeah. 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 It looked cool. No, I don't think any of us did that. So I did peek I through just didn't have time. because my my booth was right against the the tarp. So I did peek through. They had some of the inflatables they brought to the Foam Pro Tour stuff, um, and it just seemed like you know people would go back there and shoot at each other for a little bit. But like I didn't have like darts ready. I don't know how many people like had actual kits ready with them, but I assume some people did. So a couple of my I players brought blasters. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a couple of my players brought blasters to play during the PvP. It was actually really funny because one of them, who had helped me set up my table, walked back to the table with this giant mark on their forehead because apparently they'd taken like a pretty close shot to the face. So this is oh. giant welt on their forehead walking back. I'm oh, like, wow. I take it you got hit. <laughs> yes, yeah. but he was he was chill about it. That is rough. So. Does anyone else? Does anyone have anything that they want to just talk about in terms of FoamCon itself? Some things they thought were just interesting outside of what we mentioned. Maybe not even a part of the event. Overall thoughts. Overall thoughts. The food trucks outside of FoamCon. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, they're pretty good. Just so good. They're pretty good. Um, I did notice when I got my food and came back. So when I set up in the morning, the we just like didn't go through security, even though they were there, like, and they didn't care. Yeah, um, and then when I came out to get food, I saw someone going through security and I was like, oh, I should probably go through security this time not to be like and like I, just in case they're like, oh, no, you got to come through here. So I um, mm-hmm. I had my food coming back in and, you know, 
was like took stuff out of my pockets or was just st- actually no, I was just staring at the security guy at the scanner and they were just standing there for 10 seconds and then saw me and then looked at me and then slowly got a basket and gave it to me like they did not care at all. <laughs> I was just like, okay. I I don't think I went through security once and all the back and forth. Best security. (laughs) They did not care at all. But uh, I thought that was, I just thought that was really funny. I was like, all right, are you you going to let me through or what? (laughs) Yeah. I think they kind of expected. It was very weird going in the beginning and then coming back later. It's like, oh, okay. I'm supposed to have stuff with me to get back in the venue. Uh, It's at my booth. Oh, I think they I just, just expected us all to be kind of in and out a lot. Yeah, like yeah. there there are people giving out like booklets later in the day too, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize people were doing this. Like, because I was just I was in the venue before all that happened. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, there's Drek gave like weird. He like gave alerts on stuff on like the upper deck which was interesting he was literally doing the lord farquaad speech of like some of you may die yeah but that is a risk (laughs) i am willing to take yeah that is a sacrifice i'm willing to make yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. um no it was pretty fun like i think the best part and i think that everyone i seem to enjoy really enjoy foam because it really felt like foam was the highlight of end war like we got to meet all these people from all over the place and people that we knew from online but never met in person getting to see all these shops that we're used to ordering from, but being able to see all this cool stuff in person, getting sneak previews, getting things laser engraved, which was insane. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like it it was really was like the best part of just spending all that time together, hanging out and talking. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. Even though I was only able to be there for like two hours out of like the five it, it was I like mean, you probably got more out of it than it. a lot of us did that's for sure right because silly <laughs> yeah. spud yeah, and myself i was, I was all running around spent most of our time at a booth except for the one time that i had to track silly down because when we did that photo with detroit dart talk uh silly left his silly pistol at the table and then i handed yes. it off to somebody hey can you give this to silly one of my friends was somebody i trusted and then silly comes up laying like hey did i leave the pistol here i'm like yes did you not get that back yet he's like no i'm like um okay i'll have to figure out where that went and then my friend comes back later i I have like nine of them so i don't really care if i (laughs) if one like falls off the back of the truck but it's like (laughs) i would like it back right well like my friend comes back later it's like hey i couldn't find silly butts i'm like okay good but at least you still have it that's the main thing and so then i walked it over to him and that's when i got a chance to trap the slab and whatnot so that was my one time i got to like really leave my booth yeah, I like I didn't have too much mm-hmm. traction on my side, so I was able to, and I just didn't care enough. So I just was like, I would take a look <laughs> over and see if anyone was at my booth, and then I would sprint over there and say hello. Otherwise, I would just kind of do my thing and walk around. Um, but like, mm-hmm. I, you know, it I, we're all kind of a part of the hobby and kind of a more creative aspect, kind of more of the hobbyist side, maker side, anyway um so and not like not that n war and foam pro tour weren't like really cool like everyone there was super cool but it was like a lot of people who are just in kind of the maker side of the community where a lot of people were basically only at this in like a, like a major capacity um so it was like cool to see a lot of people who kind of you know we've collaborated with communicated on design work with bought from you know bought from and just kind of like 
talk shop or at least kind of see some of the designs people have in person and kind of have a lot of people who are really going to respect that uh give critiques or say what they like say what they you know all that whereas like when not that the masses aren't aren't bad aren't good or anything but you know it's it's different when you're just talking to like a regular nerf enthusiast when um it's different when it's mm -hmm. peer-to-peer yeah yeah that's a good way to say it's peer-to-peer kind of conversation um and that was really fun to uh see people in that aspect um and and have everything ready to showcase so really cool event uh that was probably i probably got the most out of that but i was also like I mean, most of us were there at least from 10 to, like, closing, which was, like, what, 4 or 3 or 2 or so? But it was still, like, yeah. that was a long time. Um, but it went by really quickly. But at the end, I was dog-tired still. You know, it was like, that was fast, but, like, I am definitely exhausted. Uh, that was probably the yeah, most exhausted I was. Wiped me yeah. out. And then I had Edmore after, and I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. Like... Yeah. I have a big question for you three. How many... What's your question? How many gray hairs did each of you get from ha- letting other people handle your blasters? Oh, I look like I'm 80 now. Oh, zero. <laughs> zero. I mean, I technically went in with a few gray hairs, so I'm not sure. They yeah, just I've, got, I've got tons of white hair. I don't know what you're talking about, but like, I just had the one blaster that I is like, I've never had an issue with it breaking. And I was like, honestly, if it does break, that'll be crazy because then I'll be like, cool, I, mm-hmm. they, this broke. Um, unless they broke my mini keychains, which would be wild. Um, Yes, I was I, <laughs> just just pour them on the ground and stomp on them. Yeah, I would no, I was good. I was I was having a oh, that uh, that was also like kind of the less stressed I was somehow out of every event because end war I was trying to stay alive. Film pro tour I was trying to compete. So this I was just like, I'm just chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all all of my blasters were just like all of them were first and second prototypes because I barely ever print the final versions of blasters because it's all small tweaks. And I have beta testers test all of those. So I had a bunch of blasters that were mostly fine. uh, But that meant that a lot of them weren't completely fine. So I had a bunch of things break in minor ways. And then uh, when Bobo came around, and Bobo Lolo does the uh, loop around FoamCon each time that it's going. And uh, tours each booth and does a video. When he came to my booth, it was his last booth. I was going to go and make my video, and I broke three of my blasters in rapid succession. <laughs> nice. It, on video. Nice. That's no amazing. retakes. I snapped the magwall off of a silly pistol. I s- smashed a clip on a thumper. I did something to a slab. It's just like, I promise I'm not garbage. <laughs> I knocked over my AM yeah, Pro when he came by, fun. too, because I had it, like, precariously, like, on, like, a cool... I had it like propped up and then I went to lean over to show him mm-hmm. my posters and I knocked it over and it was like really loud because I had the lav like I knocked it over with my chest and the lav is like on my neck. So I'm sure the audio no, on no, that was probably he was like smirking. I I know you know, I know Bobo super well, so he was just like, Oh, you messed it up. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Um but I also I mean, y'all also had blasters. So it's like not only you have breaks, but like do I have one, two, three, four, five, six? Okay, they're all here still. You know, whereas like I could just yes. look and say, okay, my Aeon Pro is still there. Cool. I'll just keep walking around. Like, I didn't really worry about things being yoinked since I was close to like other tables. Which is funny because you technically did have so. something get yoinked. Yes, technically. So, that is yes. funny. Actually, twice actually. Uh, a kid came up and yoinked my, uh, su- um, not my super sledge, a normal sledge fire. Uh, and he went and have had fun with it like a 
little seven-year-old kid. So yeah, I just let him go and do that once I noticed that it was missing and I saw him gallivanting in the place just shooting at people. Interesting. There was also conversation about like uh, the fire alarm and that like don't shoot above the fire alarm because they do they have like a laser sensor. Yes. Um, and so that was like very much like you do that like that, that's going to be a problem for literally every single person here. And then there was like a group of people who came later uh, that were like waiting. They were like sitting on the floor in front of the uh, Dart Zone, not Dart Zone, um, the Foam Pro Shop booth, I guess, waiting to get chronographed. And they were just like haphazardly shooting uh, a Mega XL up into the ceiling. And it was like, is anyone, is anyone uh, going to tell them, no. like, do not do that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Do uh, not so the thing. during the setup, they didn't tell us anything about that fire alarm. So I was shooting Mega XL and darts all over the ceiling. And then and then the announcement came like hours later. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad that that I think. Happen. I mean, I think it wasn't as bad as it was made out to be but it was like let's just be extra careful just so this doesn't happen because if it does happen that'll literally be the worst thing that could happen in this event so yeah pretty much outside of a fire you know like now listen the only blaster that i was worried about breaking was my spring thunder because i was planning on using that for end war so the other ones i wasn't too concerned like i had one the worst one I had was somebody went to fire the Sobek, and when they ratcheted it forward, it kind of spit the shell kind of halfway out, and so it was the breach wasn't closed, and the shell was sticking out of the blaster, and then they fired. It, the Sobek seems fine, um, surprisingly. So I mean that was a good stress test, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, uh, aside from that, like I wasn't that worried about anything getting broken. Uh, of that nature because except ex- again except for the spring thunder which i planned on using and the spring thunder is a pain to repair and there's so many things that could go wrong with the spring thunder right um, but overall i think we all had an amazing time my my f- Definitely. one of my favorite things real quick uh was the awkwardness of people coming up to my booth and like i was like super like like if you're gonna come up i'm gonna i'm not gonna make it awkward so i was just like I saw people were like looking at my stuff and I'd be like, how's it going? And they were like, good. And like, or, or, you know, hey, you know, would respond in some way. But like a lot of people basically just said that would look for like five more seconds and then just like continue walking. And I was like, all right, see you later. <laughs> it's like, it's very, you're making this more awkward than it has to be. Can you just like, you know, ask, you can ask That's questions, amazing. but like that happened a couple of times. It's yeah. just funny. I, I didn't have a problem with it, but it was just like, okay and like there were a lot of people where it was clear that this is their first time meeting other nerfers in person and i was oh, one yeah. of those man there were some people say, like it, you it, it's like deer in the headlights yeah there were some people who felt like this is their first time meeting people in person ever it's yes. like uh, uh hello how's it like it was it was like a, there was a, a disconnect there um but generally everyone was super nice and super fun to be around and like i had like one or two people be like oh you're a spud and i'm like Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I was like, most people would like, <laughs> most people would see mine and then be like, oh, like I had so many people like go crazy about seeing flying chicken, and I was just like, you're taking all my thunder here, man. <laughs> like you need to go yeah, away. I'm here too. Like I've <laughs> yeah. been here as long as he has. There... <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that at my booth too, where I'm holding a slab, showing it to someone, and it's like, oh yeah, I saw that online. I really like it. I talked to the designer online. I'm like, 
I'm the designer. They're like, oh my god, because I don't I don't have my face online mm, on any right. videos or anything. So just lots of that. So, yeah, someone the, did that to me in N War, but especially at FOMCon. I had I had someone do that in yeah. War where they were looking at my my pump kit and they were talking about my kit and the other person's kit, and I don't think they realized I was the designer, but I was so tired that I was just like. I just won't say anything. I'll just I'll just answer their question and just pretend I didn't. <laughs> or I won't. I just like I won't be like, oh, I was the one who designed it because I was just like, I want to go home. <laughs> yeah. But no, otherwise, like at FoamCon proper, it was a a blast. Uh, I'm sure we probably said more than enough about it. That's that's probably the icing on the cake for a lot of us. I'm excited to see that grow in the future. I would love to see like more companies like pop in like. If Worker ever showed up, that'd be pretty cool just because, like, they're another, like, very official, long-standing company that actually designs and creates for the community uh, specifically. So, but I'm, I'm glad I got to see who I got to see there. You know, it would be cool to see Luke uh, there in the future and other West Coast people. But, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I would say it's probably also safe to say that all of us would do phone con again. 100%. Yes, oh, definitely. Yes. I'm not sure about everything else, but FoamCon, if if it's an easy, cheap way to get to FoamCon every year, I'll, I'll, I'll be there, you know? Totally agree. Yep. Well, all right. I think this and this just about wraps up this episode of uh, Dart Jam Short Darts. Uh, not as short as we probably would like it to be. Um, you can find us all in our various places with our links that I'll probably try to put in the description check us out on facebook check out the facebook and all the pages and uh yeah thanks for tuning into dart jam the podcast where we try to jam as many topics into one podcast at once bye bye (laughs) bye bye and i'm meeker